Blog Talk Radio. Aloha and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Hawaii Psychic Geraldine St. Joseph, and this is your Metaphysical Minute. Today's topic is about the authentic self. Seems to be a term that I'm hearing more and more, being authentic. But what does it really mean? What does it mean to you? How do you become authentic, and how do you maintain authenticity? Is it something you just achieve, or is it something that you constantly have to work on? My belief, of course, is that it's something you have to work on continuously. You're always growing, always changing. There are certain fundamental things about yourself, though, that are inherently you. It's what makes you unique. It's what makes you who you are. Added to that, our values, belief systems, especially belief systems, can change over time as we experience more and hopefully become more open and more aware of differences in the world and more aware of our uniqueness, more aware of actually our solidarity and how close we all are and how much alike we all are. So there are two different, uh, it's almost like a dichotomy when it comes to that. We're all the same and yet we're all unique. How does that work? We'll discuss that at another time. Being authentic. The definition of being authentic is being genuine, literally self-authored or endorsed, conforming to fact and therefore worthy of trust, reliance, or belief. So someone who is authentic really considers how what they're doing affects the world, how it affects the people around them, how it affects how they're perceived by other people, and how it affects their own feelings. What is the self? The self is your physical and mental being with all its human, spiritual, and unique characteristics. So your authentic self is your true you, aligned and congruent with your self-image, your stature, your values, your beliefs, your goals, your behavior, your word, and your public image. So the easiest thing to say is that your authentic self, when you're being your authentic self, you're the same no matter who is in the room, so that your public image matches your image of yourself. Um, You don't categorize your friends and compartmentalize your life. When you find that you have to compartmentalize and you don't want your friends from work meeting your friends from church, generally you're having an issue. Generally then you change depending on the situation and depending on who's around you. That's not necessarily a good thing. Basically what you want to do is be the same. You have the same values. You're the same person. You're one person. You don't need to change depending on who's around you. Now, with that being said, some things that happen that um, are pretty common are things like when you're around your parents, you generally are a little less uh, mature, maybe, (laughs) than you are at other times. Or when you have moved away from home and you speak to people at home, all of a sudden you have your accent back. Things like that are not such a big deal and are not such a threat to your authentic self as doing things like being hyper-religious when you're with one group and being 
um, anti-religious when you're with another group, that is com a complete dichotomy and ripping your soul in half. Generally, these types of behaviors lead to shame, they lead to guilt, and if you're feeling these types of emotions consistently, there's definitely something wrong. It's something, these emotions are given to you so that you can explore where these are coming from and why you're feeling this. Which brings me to another point. One of the issues that I see surrounding especially men in our society, but I see a lot of women are falling into this trap also, is that we no longer are given permission to express ourselves emotionally. Um, there's a sense that you're supposed to hide everything. You're supposed to stuff your emotions. This is absolutely the wrong way to go. If you want to get sick, you want to have high blood pressure, you want to have heart disease, definitely stuff your emotions. If you want to be healthy, you need to find a healthy form of expression. Before you can express yourself, though, you need to know what you're feeling and develop a language for what you're feeling. You need to learn what each different emotion feels like, where it sits in your body, how to differentiate between them. There are different emotions that serve us in different ways. For instance, take fear. There's rational fear and there's irrational fear. A rational fear is don't go too close to the edge of the cliff because you're going to fall. That's rational fear. You could die. An irrational fear is speaking in front of a crowd. Uh, it might be a little scary. You might be nervous, but uh, you're not going to die uh, unless you've got that bad heart thing going. So with an irrational fear, oftentimes it's a wake-up call for us to look at something further. Do we really believe in what we're saying? Do we have self-confidence? Do we feel worthy of what we're doing? If you answer no to any of those questions, then that's something you need to work on. And the fear is there to point that out. So when we feel fearful of different things, we really do need to examine that because it can help us grow as people and actually become more authentic. You need to know yourself. And I know this is a theme that I keep going on and on about, but I can't express it enough how important it is to really get to know yourself. In order to truly get to know yourself, you need to spend some time alone. If you're running from relationship to relationship or constantly working or finding things to do and that you need to constantly be busy and be entertained and um, motivated from outside sources, you're not getting to know yourself. You're not giving yourself the space you need in order to really, really uh, come to a good understanding of who you are and what your needs are. There's a sense that people have where, where they fear being alone. If you don't like your own company, why would anyone else like your company? That's my question. So if you don't like your own company, there's an issue there. You need to get to know yourself and become the kind of person that you would want to hang out with. If you're not that person, you need to figure out why you're not that person. Authenticity has to do with being trustworthy. If you don't know who you are, then how can anyone else get to know you? If you don't know who you are, 
how can anyone truly love you? If you don't know who you are, how could you truly love yourself? And if you don't love yourself, regardless of what's going on around you, you're not going to be able to accept love, real love, that comes from around you, that's offered by truly authentic people. You need to feel worthy. We're all worthy of love. We're all God's creatures. We're put on this earth for a purpose. We may not know what that purpose is, but the true, the closer we come to defining our authentic self, the easier it will be to figure out what we're here for. We help each other learn lessons. There's karma we're going through. We're in school on earth here. And when I used the word stature earlier, that the stature means the ability to help others. And that comes in all different kinds of forms. It doesn't necessarily have to do with how much money you have or how much power you perceive you have. You can help people in a myriad of ways every day. Walk down the street with a smile on your face and meet people's gazes with a big smile. Not, not like a maniacal smile, like the Joker or anything like that, but just a warm, friendly, cordial, loving smile. Feel it from your heart, and it will brighten up the people around you, whether you know them or not. Sometimes that's all someone needs is that warmth, that little glimmer of hope that comes forth when someone else acknowledges their presence and sees that they are there. So part of your homework this week, guys, is you need to walk around with a smile on your face. Even if you don't feel it originally, smile and nod and acknowledge the people around you. Now, the other cool thing that comes with that is um, loss prevention-wise, if someone wants to mug somebody, they're not going to mug the person who acknowledged their presence there. They're going to go for the people whose eyes are downcast who are walking with their heads down and, and rushing around and not paying attention to what's going on around them. So there are a lot of benefits to being a positive person, to being open and aware of what's going on around you, and to being cordial. And I hadn't realized when, when we say the word cordial, the modern connotation is being somewhat friendly but not too friendly, um, Whereas the actual meaning of the word means to be, have a heartfelt affection. It has to do with the heart, the root of the word. Um, so being cordial is actually opening up your heart to other people. That doesn't mean that everybody you meet, you're going to give them a big hug and a kiss or that you have to invite them into your living room. But a nod and a smile goes a long, long way. So as you're getting to know yourself, you need to look at yourself and figure out some things. One is the difference between things like personality traits, values, beliefs. What of these can be changed? What has been learned? And what is intrinsically you? What makes you you? So something like a personality trait, um, I often use the term, I, I can't do that, it's just not in me. Um, things like 
lying to a significant other. I can't do that. It's just not in me. I'm too honest for that. If I even tried to lie, I would feel so guilty and just feel so bad because it's so out of line with who I am that it would affect me physically. Versus a belief, which would be something that might be able to be changed because a belief is, is something that you put value into and you put energy into, but isn't necessarily a fact. You may believe that someone is the only person for you, and then you find out that maybe they lied to you or there was a betrayal, and then you need to make another decision. Do you deserve to be treated that way? Do you deserve respect? Do they still deserve your respect? So your belief may need to change in order to preserve who you really are. Values are something that generally we are raised with certain values, certain systems. Some of these can be changed and some of them not. It's a matter of really going through what your belief systems are and what your values are with a fine-tooth comb and seeing if they serve you. Are these positive things that are helping you to grow and become a better person? Or are these things that are holding you back, like the belief that money is the root of all evil? Bad belief. Money is not the root of all evil. Greed is. Envy is. Jealousy might be. But money's not. Money's money. It's an energy form. It's fine. It flows in, flows out, helps people. It can do a lot more than it does. But it's just a form of energy. It's not intrinsically evil or good. It's just there. It just is. It's what you do with it that's good or bad or indifferent. So these different types of belief systems really need to be assessed, looked at, examined. Do they work? Do they not work? If they don't work, get rid of them. Find another way. Look to a different place. In order to live your authentic self, your intent, your thoughts, your feelings, and your expression have to be in line with one another. If you feel that something is wrong and you do it anyway, you are not being your authentic self. And being your authentic self is something that you work on every day in every situation. There are times when you're called upon to help other people or where you're given the opportunity. Uh, for instance, when I lived in Philadelphia and I was a teenager, funny, all of the people always used to grab me and insist that I help them. It was, it was pretty funny. Until finally I got to the point where, where I, whenever I saw an older person, um, I would just offer help because I knew that's what spirit wanted me to do. Um, and it sounds cliche, but helping an older person cross the street, making sure they get across safely and they can go up and down the curbs, carrying their newspaper or their groceries for them. And it's interesting because people inherently seem to have a radar, especially as they get older, it seems to develop more, for who they can really trust. So um, I had a friend who was taking the bus, and he actually, appearance-wise, I think at the time he was, like, sporting a beard, and he had shaved his hair, and was kind of scary looking. 
uh, I mean, I knew him and I was afraid to pick him up at one point. And yet on the bus, this older woman gets on the bus and she looks and she sits next to him and grabs his arm. And she says, I know that you're a good person and that's why I'm sitting next to you because I know that you'll protect me. So it was really interesting that even though his outward appearance was kind of scary, that that older person could still see through and see that he was or is a very positive, loving, conscientious person and be attracted to that. It's your light. It's letting your light shine. Being your authentic self allow, is allowing your light to shine. Uh, Jesus said don't hide your light behind a bushel basket. So find out who you are. Develop a good self-image, and this goes back to self-esteem. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of success. You are capable. You can figure out what your limitations are, or you can decide not to have limitations. But figure out who you are, who you really are. And don't use excuses like, well, you know, that's just not me, in order to avoid new experiences. Well, you know, that's just not me. I don't go to the beach. Well, you know, that's just not me. I don't try new foods. Well, you know, that's, that's all BS. That's BS kind of stuff. That's just avoidance. Be open to new experiences. When you stop growing, you die. That's when you get sick. That's when bad things happen. So you need to be open to new experiences. And you need to be willing to look at yourself very objectively in order to find your authentic self, in order to create your authentic self, in order to maintain your authentic self. We all fall off the wagon sometimes. I don't believe that anybody who has ever been in human form has ever been perfect. No one ever in the history of mankind has ever been perfect in that. We all sometimes fall beneath our own standards. We all sometimes lose faith in ourselves and faith in God and faith in the world. So how do we combat that? The first way you combat it is to realize that you're doing it. If you really have been living an authentic life, when you go off the rails, you feel it immediately. A lot of times you will feel that in your solar plexus. You'll feel like you got punched in the stomach. You'll feel guilty. You'll feel shame. You'll feel just out of sorts. And you need to get back on track. And it depends on the situation how you do that. But that's what you need to do. You need to really be aligned with who you are and your belief system and not allow outside influences to majorly alter who you are or cause you to go off track. Uh, one of the things that people talk about, especially recently, there, there's, not so recently, but in the past 10 years or so, there's been more and more violence where people will stand and watch someone be beaten by a group or by two people or however, whatever the situation is, and not say a word and not do anything. To me, that type of behavior is unconscionable, but at the same time, I almost understand how the pressure of the crowd 
can force you to remain silent, and that's fear. And there goes that fear again. Is it a rational fear or an irrational fear? Will the crowd turn against you? Or will you be the one to step up and say, hey, that was wrong? And then the other people around you will rally around you. Psychologically, it's known that if you're being attacked, the more people that are around you, the less likely it is that anyone will step up and help you. If there's a handful of people around you, it's much more likely that someone will step up and help you because they're not going against the tide, against the force of the crowd. So it's easier for them to break free. But you, as an individual, you don't have to play into those statistics. You can defend yourself and you can defend others and do the right thing. Do what you know in your heart and what you know in your gut is the right thing to do. A friend of mine um, who I was talking about this topic to, he was really funny, he said um, that he tends to help people whenever he, he feels that he can. And uh, one woman thanked him for holding the door open. She was like, oh, chivalry's not dead. And he said, well, actually, I just know that if I don't do this, I know my mother will find out. So it's like that higher authority that's watching you. Except it's not necessarily your mother or God or Santa Claus. It's your higher self. It's part of you. You are a part of God. You're God expressing itself, learning and growing. You need to remember that. When you are in your authentic self, it reduces your fear, your anxiety, your guilt, your shame. If you know at all times that you are fully conscious and aware of what you're doing and that you are acting in accordance with your values, your belief systems, your emotions, and your intrinsic self, you don't feel guilt. You don't feel shame. You have nothing to be ashamed of. You're being who you were meant to be. You're moving forward. Part of being your authentic self also is figuring out what your goals are. Figuring out, you know, who was I meant to be? Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to affect the world? And not everybody's supposed to do it the same way. Not everybody is going to be a Nobel Prize winner. Not everyone is going to be a brain surgeon. Not everyone's going to be Mother Teresa. But you know what? If every time you see somebody in need, you help them because you can, you're living a good life. You're doing good works. But you also need to be truthful with yourself and truthful with the people around you. Jesus said that you will know them by their fruit. Even though they do these righteous things, and they speak in my name. If they live in iniquity, they will not see the face of God. And what that means to me is that even if you do good works, if you're doing them for the public applause and to be popular and for people to pat you on the back and say how wonderful you are, you're still not in the flow. It doesn't make you authentic. If you're doing all those things in front of people and behind closed doors you're committing adultery, or you're lying, or you're being dishonest with your partner, 
even if you're doing these things, but the only reason why you're doing these things is for the public applause, that's not good enough. That's not being authentic. One of the things about being authentic also is that it's generally obvious to people, especially if they get to know you and they see you move forward and they see you through your life and, and they know there's a trust there. They, they know what you're going to do. They can predict it. Not that you're predictable, but that you are trustworthy and reliable. They know that you can do the right thing. They know that you have a good basis in reality and that you move forward in integrity. If you truly are living an authentic life, you don't need to tell anybody about it. If you're truly authentic, you don't announce it. Oh, that's because I'm authentic and he's not authentic, so that's why he doesn't understand me or he can't be around me because he's not authentic. Mm -hmm. No, no, it's not the way it works. When you're truly authentic, people acknowledge that. They see it. They're attracted to it. It doesn't need to be announced. It's something that just is. Lead by example. And I've said that before. So, as people become more authentic, they often become more rational, more realistic, more intuitive because they trust themselves, creative because they feel free to be who they are, more independent because they don't rely on other people for the answers, more flexible because they're ready for anything, because they have solid ground beneath their feet, and no matter what happens, they will weather the storm and come out well the other side. They are well able to manage change. They're willing to accept blame and correct their mistakes. So when someone does something that is out of their nature, that is not part of their authentic self, where, you know, maybe they got carried away by their physical passions or something and made a mistake, they're willing to admit that and say, hey, you know, emotionally I was in a vulnerable place. I did this and it was wrong and I'm sorry. Even without making excuses, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Heartfelt and sincere and making corrections for their mistakes, making amends. As people become more authentic, they become more generous. Because when you are feeding your own soul, when you are taking care of yourself and there is self-love there and there is, you're in the flow and you feel God in every moment and you are aware at every moment, you are able to give more out into the world because you have more to give. As people become more authentic, they're respectful of others. They're fair and cooperative. They earn the trust of the people around them. Let's talk about respect for a moment. And being with a peer or an equal. What is a peer? Does that mean that the person has to have exactly the same education level as you, the same intelligence level as you, the same spirituality, the same belief system? No. No, it doesn't. 
you can have a good conversation with just about anybody. You just need to be patient. You either, and it, it, sometimes it's difficult, especially when you're dealing with someone who is not on the same page as you are. And I'm not going to say level because I, I don't like that word. I look at the world like a huge jigsaw puzzle, and each of us are pieces. A jigsaw puzzle is flat. We all have the same importance, whether we're a corner piece or a central piece. All the pieces are needed to make the picture. Without any one of us, the picture is incomplete. And it doesn't matter whether you're a homeless person or you're a scholar. It doesn't matter whether you're the president or you're a three-year-old. Everyone has their place. Everyone has their importance. And it is not fair for anyone to judge someone as less than themselves. And when you talk about levels, you place people above each other and below each other. And I don't believe in my belief system that doesn't exist. Are some people smarter than others? Yes. Are some people more educated than others? Yes. Does that make a difference to their importance in the world? No. Every person by their mere existence, by their mere birth, affects the world in their own way. It's like the butterfly effect. If you've ever seen that movie, I highly recommend that you see it if you haven't. If you have seen it, it's good to watch again because it is very apropos, I believe. So in order to really live your authentic life and become your authentic self, you need to know yourself. When you're defining who you are, it's not about what you do for a living. It's about who you are. Are you compassionate? Are you considerate? Are you kind? Are you passive-aggressive? Are you aggressive-aggressive? Are you assertive? Who are you? How do you express yourself to other people? How do you allow other people to express themselves to you? These are questions you need to answer. Do you hold yourself above others? Do you hide behind your belief systems in order to feel superior? If you need to do these things, then you're not fully self, I'm going to say actualized, that your self-esteem is not intact. If you have self-worth and self-respect, then you can give other people the same the same energetic. You can have self-respect for others. If you don't have respect for yourself, you can go through the motions of having respect for others, but you really don't. If you don't love yourself, you go through the motions of loving others, but you really can't love on a deep, deep level. These are things we need to clear in ourselves. And please, if you have anything to add, oh, we have a caller, I believe. Let's see if we can get them online. Uh, oh, there we go. Hello, can you hear me? Hello, can you hear me? Oh, okay. For some reason, I can't get them. Um, so, 
as I was saying, as, as we move forward, we really need to look at ourselves and figure out who that is and be happy with that. So, I don't know. My board is saying that there's a caller there, but we're not hearing anybody. So, if you could hang up and try calling back, that way hopefully we'll be able to, to pick you up. So, um, all right, sorry, got off on a tangent there. Living your authentic life is a lifelong practice. It's something that we need to constantly look at. We need to be aware. Um, I go to Unity Church of Hawaii, which is at Diamond Head, and last week the, the talk was, must be present to win. And basically the deal is that you really need to be present in your body. You really need to know and take into account what you're doing, who you're talking to, how you're talking to them, and what's going on in order to really live your life. You have to be there. You have to be present. It's very important. So if you have questions, if you have anything that you'd like to add, if you have any suggestions for future shows, something you'd like to hear or something you'd like to discuss, please email me. You can email me at Gerilyn at voiceofspirit.com. That's G-E-R-A-L-Y-N at voiceofspirit.com. You can visit my website, voiceofspirit.com, psychicinhawaii.com, and gabrielstrumpet.net. So, here are a few things that you need to do if you're going to remain authentic. And these come from the four agreements. It's a part of Toltec wisdom, and we spoke to a Toltec shaman several weeks ago by the name of Christopher Elo here in Hawaii, and he's on our uh, website. We also do a full moon together, which will be, I think, on the 28th. I'm not sure, but go to Psychic in Hawaii on the events page, and we'll have the date, and we'll update that. Um, so basically what you want to do is, number one, be impeccable in your word. Don't say things you don't mean. Don't talk just to hear yourself talk. Don't overlook facts to make your point. Don't distort the truth in order to bring someone to your side. You need to consistently express clearly who you are and what you believe. Be true to your word. If you make an agreement, keep it. Don't take anything personally. We tend to take other people's actions very personally. 
even when uh, one of the things when you're working with the public, you're told, oh, don't take it personally because people will go off about things and it really has nothing to do with you. Nine out of ten times, if somebody's having a bad day and they run across you, you might just get the brunt of it. Doesn't mean it has anything to do with you. You were just the trigger or something you did, said, or looked like was the trigger. You need to ask, are you okay? What's really going on? You need to do that with yourself, too, when you find yourself overreacting to things. Why am I overreacting to this? Why is this hitting me so hard? It's a good way to explore the self. You know your self-worth. You need to work on your self-worth if it's low. You need to maintain your self-worth if it's high. And you need to realize that most things are not personal. We're each living in our own reality, and we need to accept that fact and not think. Um, one of the things that I see happening, especially with parents, is um, an immature parent will think that everything the child does is to do something to the parent. You're just doing that to annoy me. I don't know why you're doing this to me. Those kind of statements come from somebody who is taking everything personally. They don't have a good basis in reality. They're not looking at things objectively. And they really don't have a good sense of self. So these are the type of people who really need to develop the self-worth and develop a, a good self-image. Don't make assumptions. We make assumptions when we have a couple of facts, but not all the facts, and we jump to a conclusion, and we make a judgment. You need to suspend your judgment. You need to get all the facts. There's a difference between being judgmental and having good discernment. Good discernment would be not walking down a dark alley where you see, you know, a um, bunch of kids waiting there with baseball bats. A judgment would be to assume because a woman has a short skirt on that she's a prostitute. That's a judgment. So you need to know the difference between a discernment and a judgment, being judgmental. Be aware that you don't know everything. My mother always says, you don't know what you don't know. So the... the world is full of things that we haven't yet discovered, and we need to acknowledge that. We need to have the courage to ask questions. If you're afraid about appearing stupid, don't be. Like they used to tell you in school, when you have a question, chances are a lot of the people around you have the same question. And if you're just having a conversation with someone one-on-one, -on -one, ask for clarification. Ask the question. It's good. It'll help the other person define what they're saying and become more clear so that the next person they speak to, maybe they won't be so nebulous in their speech. Don't think that you know what someone is intending, especially with text and email. Nowadays, people often misconstrue what someone else is meaning. Oh, that was so curt, or that was mean, or this was this, or this was that. It's really impossible to know what someone is thinking behind something that they've written. So don't jump to conclusions. The fourth is always do your best. Realize that you cannot do it all. There's always going to be more stuff to do tomorrow. 
you need to balance yourself to find balance. Don't throw yourself into things head first so that you can avoid what's coming up behind you. You need balance. And just because you can't do everything doesn't mean you need to have shame about that. As long as you're doing the best that you can do, let go of the guilt, let go of the shame, jump off that treadmill, and move forward. Goals take a while. There's things that you need to set up and have reasonable goals for yourself. Be realistic. And if you don't achieve something, it's not necessarily a failure. Use it to your advantage. Do something with that experience. So to recap, you need to carefully examine your values, your beliefs, your goals, your judgments, your rules. You need to look at your personality traits, your values, and make sure that your intents, your intent, your thought, your feeling, and your expression are in alignment with one another. Your homework for this week is to try and find out who you are. Really examine your true self. Be alone. Spend at least 15 minutes, that's all I ask, 15 minutes a day alone. Lock yourself in the bathroom, take a shower, but be alone. Write down who you think you are, and then next to that, write down who you would like to be, who you think you're capable of being, and see how close you are to that person. So, next week, we'll have another discussion. We have only three minutes remaining, so I don't want to get into anything too long-winded. Basically, you need to learn about your physical body and the way it reacts to emotions. Pay attention to your emotions. See where they sit in your body. When you're feeling uh, emotional like love or anger or that type of thing, it generally is in the heart, the upper chest, and the throat area. When you're feeling an instinct, it is generally in your solar plexus or your gut. Your instinct can see much further than your emotions can. Always trust your instinct. Again, this is Hawaii Psychic, Geraldine St. Joseph. If you have any suggestions for talk topics that you want to hear in the coming weeks, please email me at Geraldine at voiceofspirit.com. That's G-E-R-A-L-Y-N at voiceofspirit.com. Some websites where you can find me are voiceofspirit.com, psychicinhawaii.com, and also gabrielstrumpet.net. If you'd like to schedule a reading, my number is 808-261-7866. Please be aware of the time difference. I believe it is six hours time difference between here and um, the East Coast. So don't be calling me at three in the morning. I don't I don't appreciate that. Ninety seconds. That's kinda of loud. So we have ninety seconds remaining. I just want to remind you guys that the full moon is on Wednesday, the twenty eighth of April. We will be doing a full moon ceremony at Helona Cove here on Oahu. Uh, if you're not on Oahu, then please join us in spirit. We begin at sundown and it's a fire ceremony where we help release 
what needs to be released and bring in what we want to bring in during the next cycle. So if you're on the island, it'd be great if you could participate with us. It's always a fun time. And then after the ceremony, we generally do some kind of a shamanic journey. We may go visit our ancestors. We may go meet our um, guides. We may see our guardian angels. It's spirit-led, so we see what the night brings us. So again, your homework is to figure out who you are. Be your authentic self. Take pride in who you are. Know that you're worthy of love. God loves you, and so do I. So over the next week, do yourself a favor. Do your homework. This is Hawaii Psychic Geraldine St. Joseph signing off from Blog Talk Radio, and my program is Your Metaphysical Minute, and this was your authentic self. Blessings.